and welcome back to another installment of the Uninformed Gamers Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Devin, also known as Darkness Tiger, coming at you. And joining me on the podcast is my brother. He is the chameleon. He blends in. He gets behind you and he owns that shit. Chris, introduce yourself, brother man. (laughs) Yo, yo, it is I, chameleon. I am back for another episode with you. Unfortunately, who's not back with us on this episode is Rad Dreams Review. He is out sick, so we are going to wish him a speedy and fast recovery, and we'll see him on the next podcast. But I do know this is definitely something that he wanted to talk about because we have some heavy-hitting stories. Nintendo had a direct uh, event. Best Buy had some lines. We had some stuff to see, and we got some stuff to talk about. But before we hop into that, Chris, what have you been up to? Um, yeah, I've been playing, um, Psychonauts, actually the original. The original, not the, uh, not the newest one. No, because I actually never played the original. It's really? actually a damn good game. It is yeah, very, very well designed. People really love, uh, Psychonauts, and when it was announced that there was going to be a second one, the crowds went crazy. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see why. It is, it is very well polished, in my opinion. When did the when did the original one come out? It came out for the original Xbox. So like when you launch it, you get that original Xbox like launch with that like green thing that's the green X like. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. It's actually it, it kind of takes you back. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I'm um, reading here that it was first released in 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's old, but it. It actually holds up very well. It like it doesn't look like complete and utter shit. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> like you know how like some old games like you look back, oh, oh, this looks bad. <laughs> <laughs> it it actually does it. It looks just fine. <laughs> and I was pleasantly surprised when I was playing it. I was like, oh, this looks really nice on my OLED. <laughs> yeah, I think that goes down to like uh, artistic style. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're trying to like make like a realistic looking game, that is going to date itself quicker than if you have art, like an RT cartoonic, like how uh, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, like it's an a RT, masterpiece, a masterpiece of a game. And if you hop back into it, it still looks good because of the art direction they took. Yes. Mm-hmm. But overall, the gameplay of Psychonauts, what do you think? It's awesome, man. I just like I just beat my like, I think my first boss. Uh, he was actually kind of hard. <laughs> he, he actually bought me, almost killed me like once. I was like, holy shit, he's whooping my ass. I was like, <laughs> All right, I got to pay attention. <laughs> what you call those original, like when we were younger, we played video games. We don't understand how difficult those games were. You know, to this day, the hardest game I have ever played in my life, and I never want to see it ever again, is The Lion King. Whoever thought of the platforming for that game they're an asshole. <laughs> I know exactly. I know exactly which game you're talking about too, and I know exactly where you stopped because the monkeys, the monkeys, man, the monkeys. <laughs> you couldn't fucking do that monkey puzzle, <laughs> dude. That shit was awful. Yeah, um, but I'm I'm sure there was like uh I'm, I'm sure there was plenty of other young, uh, fresh-minded gamers who got really excited. This was their first game, and they never played video games ever again. Mm-hmm. I can believe that. What about you, ma'am? What are you what have you been up to? 
Oh, I've just been gaming. Uh, uh, obviously, I still have not finished 12 minutes, which is kind of funny to me. Uh, <laughs> it, for, for me, it's just been really casual gaming, considering I'll be leaving. I'll be coming back from Canada um, next week. So I heard. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of like I haven't really had too much time to invest, but I know when I'm home, I'm actually able to knock out series. So it's just for been sure. casual gaming. Uh, last uh, yesterday was my birthday. And mm-hmm. um, happy birthday, old man. Thanks. Appreciate it. And it's weird because I am the same age as Maya was when she had me. <laughs> and I kind of hate that. <laughs> That's hysterical. Like I have no kids. I'm unmarried. I do not have a house. Nowhere close to having a house. I am not a professional adult at all. Like I am just faking it until I make it. Amen. But I'm yeah, right there with you. <laughs> uh, hey, we're, we're figuring it out, aren't we, though? That's right. Uh, but last night after uh, we had gone out to dinner, me and some friends were actually talking about video games. And uh, the conversation came on to video games that we had quit and we had never come back to. And so for me, I actually had two video games in which I quit and I never went back to. You know what the first one was. Uh, You don't know what the second one was. So the first video game I ever quit and never went back to was actually Kingdom Hearts. Oh, really? Tarzan. Oh, that map is very confusing. You and, get lost pretty easily. I don't know what it is. And I got lost, Chris. And I was just like, I'm wasting too much time being lost. <laughs> and I, I just, oh, go ahead. I just turned it off. <laughs> Never turned that's, it back on. That's fucking hilarious. Because the actually the original one is damn good. It, mm-hmm. it of the ones that I've played, it's the best one. Um, I really like number two as well, but number the original just like hits different. Yeah, it definitely hits different, especially when the when you walk away, you That's fucking right. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, and then so the other game that I ended up quitting uh, ended up actually being Dead Space 1. Too uh, scary. Too scary. Uh, yeah. Too fucking terrifying. And it t- I, I likened it to having spicy food. Like, everybody yeah. loves some good spicy food. Yeah. But imagine every time you took a bite, it got spicier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At Didn't some at some point, you're like you're really enjoying this, but at some point, you're like I literally cannot go further. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's. I've never actually played this series. I think I played like the game demo because mm-hmm. that was a thing back then. No, oh, yeah, I remember. Um, those. They still are. Not as much as they should be. No, I, would, I, I feel like there's a lot less games that have them. Um, but I played the game demo. I didn't even beat the demo. I it, like that game was terrifying. Yeah. And so when I mentioned Dead Space and the guy was just like, well, what about all It's scary. I'm like, yeah, but Dead Space hits weirdly different. And because <laughs> like, so I, for me, it was Dead Space. And then my uh, buddy, Anthony, his the game that he, he quit and never went back to was actually Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. That is a long one. And yeah, there are some definite spots where you can get fucking lost or deal with some really hard puzzles. Yeah, because didn't you you quit out of one of the Legend of Zelda games and never went back because of the Majora's water level. Mask? Majora's Mask, that was what it was. Never will go back. I do not like that. <laughs> I do not. I seriously did not like it. I would need a guide walking me through what the fuck to do because I have no clue. <laughs> is is using a guide cheating? I don't no, think it's you helpful. Would. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I, would, you know, I have no problem dropping fourteen ninety nine for a guide. I do not care. 
You know, I actually used to like collecting guys. I still actually have a few. Oh, yeah, um, really? Yeah, yeah. I had, like, the weirdest thing, I, like, I never used it, but I have the guide for, like, uh, some of the Gears of War games. I just, I just like the art and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have the guide for, I think it's Ocarina of, no, it's, it's Breath of the Wild. I have the, I have the guide for that one. Oh, yeah? Um, funnily enough, I still haven't beat the game because I'm lost. Um, but, <laughs> uh, and also I like the ones uh, for the, uh, there was a Pokemon game I have, I have a few guides. For. Oh, yeah, I used to, I love the guides for the Pokemon games, especially like Crystal. Yeah, 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 those, those guides are like, they're pretty cool. They're like really well done. You don't, they don't make them a ton anymore, like some games still do, but like it's, it's rare at this point. Yeah, I was about to say, because I don't recall the last time I, like, seen a guide for, like, a massive video game. Because I feel like at this point, uh, maybe it's because we're adults and we can figure this shit out, but I don't know. I haven't seen a guide in a hot minute. It's it's basically all online now. Like, basically, IGN and all these other sites just do it. Or there's YouTubers that, hey, here's the walkthrough. <laughs> um, which I should do to beat Breath of the Wild, because I'm literally in the last castle. I just can't, I can't find my way to the damn boss. Oh, don't you hate that? Like when you're just ready to finish it up and you cannot figure out how. Yep. Yep. Oh, Calamity Ganon is sitting in the castle with me. I just don't know where. (laughs) (laughs) Calamity Ganon. Um, But no, that actually takes us into our first topic. And that is the Nintendo Direct event that happened on September 23rd, where Nintendo showed us some trailers, showed us some previews, even made one or two announcements. Now, I know that you saw the announcements, so I kind of want to talk about them. Let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. I actually kind of want to start off on the ugly side today. All right, let's do it. And considering we were were talking about it, and the ugly side is, is that they're bringing the worst parts back of the Nintendo 64 and the Genesis. Oh my God, the goddamn controllers. They're... All right, <laughs> for our listeners out there, Nintendo is trying to pull a wool over your eyes with nostalgia. It ain't going to work for me. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they're trying to charge you $50 for the N64 controller, which is undoubtedly the worst controller I've ever used in my entire life. It has that stale-ass joystick that it just hurts. Like if there is a game that requires you to fucking twirl that fucking stick, good luck. You're going to fucking basically you're either going to snap the stick or your hands just going to melt Guaranteed. from the pain. You can't even use like, you could only actually use two thirds of the controller yep. at one point at one time. Like it's seriously the worst con- design controller ever. Yeah. And then they have that, <laughs> the other, the other fucking was it the S is the Sega Genesis controller. Yeah, the Sega Genesis controller, which nobody, nobody, I guarantee, and I, I, I always say this, nobody asked for this. I guarantee nobody was just like, you know what controller I really want to use recently? The Sega Genesis controller. <laughs> <laughs> My God, like, come on, get out of here! Like, those controllers are like the Genesis one is fine. But that is a cheap piece of plastic worth maybe $5. And they're selling them back to you for $49.99 USD. Like, I don't I don't know who they think they are, but the audacity of them. The fucking audacity. Nintendo really did have the audacity. And, Nintendo, and as you said, 
Nintendo is really leaning on the nostalgic factor because when you're saying like, oh, you can play Star Fox again. Oh, you can play the original Ocarina of Time. You can do this, that, the other thing. I'm like, oh, shit, this is exciting. This is fun. This is taking a direct shot at Microsoft, bringing people back into the Nintendo platform fold. And then when they announce, well, you'll be able to buy the controllers, too. And I'm like, okay. Like we don't want it. (laughs) We'll just use the pro controller over that shit. (laughs) The pro controller is actually decent. Fuck the N64 controller. I ain't using that fucking thing ever again. Well, why should you're gonna use it when you realize all those games are still mapped to the N64 controller? (laughs) (laughs) Bro, if if they let me remap my buttons, I'll be just fine. (laughs) I can picture it now. Nintendo would actually you load up one of those old N64 games. It's like please plug in the N64 controller. (laughs) Oh my god. It was like you remember um there were certain N64 games that needed the rumble pad or whatever. Yep, it was. Sure do. Little rumble, it, rumble pack. Yeah, the rumble pack, yeah. Fucking stupid. It's like you would plug in this game and like you plug in the game, plug in the controller, and then you load up the game and you're like, needs rumble rumble pad. You're like, what? Why didn't this tell me this when I rented this? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> oh, that was that was awful. And we never I don't think we ever got that rumble pack. We as a family, Chris, we never had it. So we never played those games. <laughs> Not one of them. <laughs> my Drew had to draw the line somewhere and there was a rumble pack. <laughs> it was a stupid mic that we stepped on. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. But could you imagine? Okay, could you imagine spending $49.99? For the N sixty four controller or Sega Genesis, and then stepping on it, I'd be the most mad person in this world because you know it's going to be a light, cheap piece of shit. Because there's, there's going to be no like tech in that controller. They, That's I what gar- they were. I guarantee Nintendo had like an over uh, stock of all these N sixty four controllers. <laughs> like, how can we get this out of here? <laughs> We'll just cut off the cable, splice some wires, and we'll just fucking re-adapt it to the fucking thing. Uh, <laughs> adapt it to the switch. Guarantee you, you get your controller, it's dusty. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yes. That's fucking hilarious. So that was definitely the ugly was the uh the controller looking like nobody asked for that. No. But let's move over to the bad because I do kind of want to talk about the bad. And this it's a it's a good and it's a bad at the same time. They did announce that December 21st, 2022, we are getting a Super Mario movie. But the bad is, who chose this cast? Like, I have never in my life been weirded, more weirded out and more disappointed with the cast than this one. Did you see the casting for the uh, Mario movie? I did. Um, So the cast was interesting but like i get all right here's the thing the original super mario movie was the worst piece of trash ever literally it is actually considered one of the worst pieces of movies of all time so like i i don't know if they're playing off that because it (laughs) like they're just doing it because it's mario like I, I don't really care who's who in this movie because it's it, it's it's a, it's a Mario movie. They're like I, I don't know. I guess I, I don't give a shit. Like, uh, some of these characters, I was I was like, huh. I was like, I wouldn't have done that, but like, if you think so, yeah. <laughs> like Michael Kia's Toad was an interesting one for me, and <laughs> I, I, I love how some like after that was announced, somebody's like, oh, somebody was literally was like, oh, look, Toad is black now. That's cool. 
There's got to be some black variants of Toad, right? <laughs> I never seen a black Toad. <laughs> so yeah, so Mario's going to Chris Pratt, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy guy, uh, as well as Jurassic Park, which. I don't. I can't see his voice. I can't see uh, Chris Pratt's voice being Mario. Uh, <laughs> and and normally when these kind of castings happen, you ask why didn't they get the original actor just to be Mario, like the actual voice actor for Mario? Here's the thing: he's in the movie. Who is he? It's some dude you've never heard of, uh, uh, Charles Martinet. Oh yeah, I see his Mar- name. Martinet. Yeah. Yeah, so Charles Martinet is actually going to be in the movie, but he's going to be doing surprise cameos. But I'm like, why would they hire you to be the uh, cameo for the character in which you've always played? Oh, he looks old as fuck, dude. He, he is old as fuck. Years old. Yes, you know how old Mario is. Right, but he, this man is 66, so I'm assuming that may have to do with it because otherwise they'd have to like do do some like imaging on the software side to... To make him play him. <laughs> yeah. And, and then so, so for Peach, we have uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. If you watch The Queen's Gamut or The Last Night in Soho, you know who that who she is. Nope. We have Charlie Day uh, from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I think he kind of makes sense as, uh, as um, Luigi. <laughs> when I first saw it, I'm like, he is too fidgety to be Luigi. But then I'm like, mm, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll give him a pass. I like Charlie Day. It like it's just Luigi's kind of fidgety if you've ever played Luigi's Mansion. Well, he is definitely <laughs> fidgety, but I just can't picture like him being Luigi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jack Black is going to do Bowser, which is an interesting choice. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna go a very like funny route with this movie because these are mostly funny characters. These are comic a uh, comic actor comic actors and actresses. Well, uh, Anya Taylor Joy is a, a more of a serious actor. But everyone else here is literally a comedian. Is literally a comic actor. Yeah, I saw her. I just realized I saw her in Split. You, I yeah, realized you, that was her. You also saw her in The Witch. I did not see The Witch. Terrible movie. Um, oh yeah, she was in Peaky Blinders too. I saw that. Well. So yeah, she's got a lot of fame. Um, she's been in quite a bit, and uh, I, I like do. Her. Yeah, I like her too. I think she's a great actress. Yeah. Um, but again, you're doing Princess Peach. How much are you actually doing? Uh, in this role, it just getting taken, dude. Just getting taken. Just <laughs> screaming for help. Um, yeah, like it's literally the who's who's the dude from the movie taken? Um, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Yeah, just fucking take it again. <laughs> why don't they make Liam Neeson Mario? That would have been much better. <laughs> um, it would make sense. And then so uh, then obviously we have Keegan Michael Keel as Toad, which okay. And then the one that I guess threw me off the hardest was Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for Donkey Kong, I would have just imagined someone super swole. Like The Rock is jacked. <laughs> Dude, literally just The Rock, Arnold Schwarzenegger, someone right. else. I don't think they could they could get away with doing The Rock in this in the, this year because of his skin color. But Wow, wow, Chris, that explains but, You know Jesus. that someone would have went there. Jesus you fucking Christ. know. You Jesus. goddamn know it. <laughs> you fucking know that would have happened. Wow, racist. As a wow. black man, you know someone would be like, hey, man, I don't think Rock should have done this role. <laughs> like, why did the Rock be a monkey? <laughs> right, yeah. 
Damn, Chris, you actually went out there and said it. Hey, man, I I am saying it to like guard from it ever happening because you know there's going to be outrage. <laughs> no, you are absolutely right. So I definitely could see that. Um, but overall, I'm I'm I just I, I think for me, and I posted this on the Twitter uh, page at Uninformed Gamers. I was like, no, I don't. This cast does not work for me. Yeah, I I think it's fine. Um, but I also have almost zero expectations because of the original. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Literally zero expectations. Um, and then okay, so let's move over to the good. And yeah. for, for me, there was three things that really stood out. For well, actually, there's actually one more bad, and I don't know if it's a bad for you, but it's a bad for me. Uh, Chocobo GP, which is the Final Fantasy version of Mario Kart. Oh yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, Nintendo. Like, I need innovation now. Like, now you're just being funny. Yeah, I I won't be buying it. I know that. Like, I have a Switch, but I ain't playing that. No, <laughs> it it looked fine, but then I'm like, this is just Mario Kart, just reskinned. I'm not paying for another Mario. Yeah, Kart. E- exactly. If now if they take the if they took the style of Double Dash and brought it back, but that's not what they did. Oh, that's definitely no, not I'm, what they did. I'm not. I'm good on that. All right, so let's move over to the goods. So for you, what do you think? What were your goods on this? Kirby. Absolutely. I was good. That was literally my top one. Kirby looks Kirby and the forgotten land looks amazing. Yeah. I I'm genuinely excited for it. So mind you, I've actually never played a Kirby game. You've never played a Kirby game. Not even one time. Really? I've played Kirby games, but this looks awesome. Um, I will, it'll probably be a day one purchase for me. I think that this is definitely when it comes out April 2022. I think that we're definitely going to see this is going to be a top seller. Uh, Kirby, there's just something lovable about Kirby. And seeing Kirby in an open world 3D platformer is just like exactly what we're looking for. So for this, I'm definitely saying Nintendo knew what they were doing. But it was too funny because I was watching this this morning with Junior. And... um, as I'm watching it and he's doing his own thing, he looks at the TV. He was just like, he, he literally says, oh, this looks really good, but it looks like a complete waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not that gaming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's literally gaming as you sit on TikTok. <laughs> so, yeah, so that one's a good for me. The next one is something that's been long awaited for. And this is like the reason, in my opinion, this is the reason I would buy a Nintendo Bayonetta three, yeah. The this is a yeah, like you said, this is like a very well revered game. Everyone this, seems to love it. This is a triple A game across the board. Uh, the original Bayonetta was multi platform. However, for Bayonetta two, it became a Nintendo exclusive going forward. And Bayonetta three was announced in I want to say two thousand seventeen, uh, and it's been kind of radio silence ever since. And here's how like played I am with Nintendo, that when the trailer started, it was like uh, uh, there's some monster walking through the town and like some army guys pull up. And then like there's like a a cartoon looking dog. And all I could say was, if this is an elaborate trailer for Nintendogs, I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) (laughs) But no, (laughs) it was Bayonetta 3. And I'm like, yes, I can't wait. That's awesome. Bayonetta 3 is probably the only game where I'm like, I really wish this would come back to multi-platform. So I actually have it downloaded on my Xbox to play. It is in my backlog, the original. Play it. Um, It's so good. 
Yeah, I it's just like a hack and slash, but right? It yeah, it's be- it's like Double Maze Cry, but with a woman. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I'm down for that. Because sometimes those games are like they're really nice, man. You just you just kill shit, keep moving forward. <laughs> literally just kill shit, keep moving forward. And the commentary is fantastic from Bayonetta. The awesome. world environment, the character building, I really do appreciate it. Yeah. I'll um I'll have to get a I've got to get a pro controller when I talk when I I mentioned it earlier, but I, I need to get a pro controller to play some of these games on the Switch. It'll just make my playing experience a little bit better. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But so overall, I'm gonna give a thumbs up to Nintendo Direct. They did pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was some Splatoon three, um, Return of the Mammals, Mam Mammalians. Mammalians. <laughs> uh, so it's like a campaign. Uh, for the Splatoon three, that's pretty cool. Uh, Splatoon super, just one of their actual bigger like multiplayer franchises. So good for mm-hmm. them. Uh, um, more of a more ga- like a gameplay trailer for Metroid Dread. That, mm-hmm. looks, yeah. that looks so good to me. Um, Monster Hunter Rise got an expansion. That's cool. I really like Monster Hunter. I'm gra- glad it's getting an expansion. I'm still waiting for the next Monster Hunter World. Oh yeah. Um, now that the Monster Hunter World is done, because Iceborne was the finish of that, I believe that's what they said. Um, they had some mobile game announcement. I didn't really, I, I, I couldn't really get it. It was like the remake of a classic, but I never played the cla- classic called Act Razor Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Um, not my thing. Uh, Castlevania uh, Advanced Collection is yep. out. It's out now. Um, that's huge. Castlevania is extremely well received. One a very large series. Extremely large. If you try and get into it now, good luck. Yep. <laughs> you got to watch um, Netflix show. You got to read books. Yeah, and then it looks like they announced that the Animal Crossing: New Horizons and Smash Brothers Ultimate are getting their own Nintendo Directs, which is about to be lit, especially yeah, the Smash Brothers. Yes. October 5th, we'll see them again for another Direct. So, um, yeah, o- overall, the this Direct was actually pretty good. Um, I'd, give them, I'd give them a B. Okay. Because of the, the shitheadness of the uh, controllers, basically. Yeah, because that, especially for $49, like, if it was a $19.99 price point, okay, I'm, I'm sold. But $49.99, nah, that's a full tank of gas. I'm all right. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> but watch McCallit. So let's go ahead and let's change up pace just a little bit. So yeah. uh, this past week, it, I guess Best Buy made an announcement that they were putting the Xbox Series X as well as the PlayStation 5 back in store for you to actually be able to purchase it in store. However, there was a caveat. The caveat was it was only going to be in one Best Buy per state. Yep. Which in hindsight, may not have worked out for Best Buy or the consumer because we saw out on Twitter and in the news the lines that were wrapped around the building. One uh, Best Buy had 300 people out camping overnight just to get a console. Insane. I uh, We talked about this briefly off show. I would love to see these consoles just going back into the store. Forget the online. Just yep. forget it yep. because there's too many bots and scalpers just buying the shit. Um, they should make it away. Like should only be able to person should only be able to get one. So everyone has a fucking chance yep. to get these damn things. Like if like basically I would, I would love to see if they like scan your ID 
they it's in the system so if you go and get try and buy another one because you're a goddamn scalper you get flagged like nah man you already got one (laughs) i don't tell you bro yeah so like seeing these in in line is it's it's actually kind of nostalgic because it's kind of how it used to be you remember like the we uh the we release oh Oh, gosh of course (laughs) it was insane trying to get one like you there was they were on back order for months yeah and like so whenever they hit the store people were fighting over the things people Um, were literally doing whatever they could to potentially get a Wii, and we're seeing that now the demand is just so high now Mm mm-hmm I saw a funny article. Um, this wasn't in ours. There was basically the actor in the actor that played uh, the voice acted in. Um, oh my god! Um, the replay game that just came out. Um, what's it called? Andrew Kazooie. No, no, no. The replay game. Um, fuck. Uh, it's on PlayStation, but originally it's coming. To, it's going to come to Xbox at some point in time. Um, um, uh, respawn death loop, death loop, death loop. Yes. So the, the actor, the voice actor of that, um, he was, uh, he, he hasn't been able to get a PS five to play the game that he was in. And you want to know who helped him get one? Who? Microsoft. Microsoft helped him get a PS (laughs) five. Okay. A nice guy at Microsoft strikes again. (laughs) I was like, huh. Cool. This, con- this console generation is not going to be known for which console was better. It was more along the lines of which uh, uh, which uh, company was nicer. Yeah, who was more consumer friendly? And it definitely ain't Sony. Sony's just like, I know you did the voice work for this, but if you want a PlayStation Five, you got to buy it like everybody else do. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, he was he was trying to buy it. He just couldn't find one, and that's that's where, that's the thing that everyone's running into. Microsoft so. Microsoft is just like, well, remember that next time. <laughs> yeah, so hats off to them. Um, hats off to them. That's that was a cool story. But yeah, just get these consoles back at store. Fuck online. Let's just, yeah. just do it back to normal. And I think that if you put these games or the consoles back in store, you're going to start revitalizing, in my opinion, Best Buy. If you put them back in like uh, the game stops in the mall, you're getting people reasons to go into the mall because when you go into the mall, okay, you're going to we're going to walk past these stores. All right, let me stop in here real quick. Or yeah. since the line is long, let me go get something to eat at the food court right quick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a buddy of mine actually still works at Best Buy. He's a, I think he's a manager there. Oh, nice. Um, and he was, I was, I was asking him like, because I, I went in and bought a TV for him. I was like, how's business really going for you, like with uh, COVID and everything? He said, honestly, we're doing really well. So like, basically, it used to be um, based off of like your your stores, like traffic, um, how well your store did because like you get more people in, you sell more shit basically he yeah. said they changed that so they actually take um it's it's the company as a whole so like online and the stores how how they all do is how well the company's doing it like so like the stores are going to stay like they, they have a system in place that the stores are basically all the stores that are open now they've considered to be good stores in a good location they're going to keep them all open and as long as both on in store and online is doing well they're 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 good well, I always think of Best Buy as the place to like go if you do want a TV. Like for me, yeah. I don't want to like buy a TV online. I'm not. No, that God, no. Because there's so many questions that I would have. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm with you. 
And so I think that these video game stories, I, I feel like everything still has a purpose because as Mason and I like to talk about, I'm perfect when it comes to video games, I'm perfectly fine buying digital because it's easier access. I don't have to collect anything where Mason is along the lines of he actually buys a physical copy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like there's still going to always be a reason for to have a brick and mortar store and not wanting to go onto the online route and actually going in and having that dialogue and having that conversations. But yeah. Sure. Going, going back to the Best Buy lines, uh, how many people would have to be in front of you in the line for you to say this is not worth it? <laughs> like 30, to be real, because like, there's no way they have more than 30. <laughs> See, I am like this. If there is 10 people in front of me, because I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> because what, I, you, what you call it? Because you know that first guy is going to buy all of them. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Like I'm, I'm guessing though that they have they had a limit one per person. If, I'm guessing if, that's what they did. If they did not, and one guy ended up buying ten, I'm catching him in the parking lot. I am throwing hands in the parking lot. <laughs> I may not steal the the stuff, but he's getting his ass beat. Oh me. no, I ain't stealing <laughs> shit. I'm gonna beat the shit out of him and leave his console completely untouched. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just get in my car and drive home. <laughs> But, oh, man. but no, the demand is still high. And as we're getting closer to uh, the holiday season, it's only going to get worse from here. So 100%. I'm keeping my out for a PlayStation 5 digital edition. Uh, and if I find one, I'll be swooping it up. But I have uh, I have to wait until the middle to the end of October because I'm getting ready to make a massive purchase of something with my own money. But yeah, anyhow, we'll talk about that next week. Sounds good. Uh, one of my favorite developers is Quantic Dreams because they made one of my games that I felt had one of the best soundtracks, and that was Heavy Rain. Mm-hmm. For, for those of you who do not remember what Heavy Rain was, it was a story-based cinematic game for the PlayStation 3, I think. And you're playing as multiple characters trying to solve the mystery of a child's death and disappearance. And the way the storytelling was, was just phenomenal. It was like watching and playing a movie. At the time, Quantic Dreams was a beautiful looking game. It still looks fine, but it's as we're talking about realism. They went for the realistic route and it obviously does not look that good now. Right. So uh, they, the first project, well, their, their actual first project was not Heavy Rain. There was another game before that whose name is eluding me. Um, but the next project was Beyond Two Souls, starring uh, Ellen Page at the time. Uh, now, I believe Ethan Page is uh, how they're identifying now, as well as William Defoe. And Beyond Two Souls consisted of a girl who actually had a creature living inside of her. And William Defoe was the scientist working on her. And it tells a tale outside of order about life and her growing up and like how she became who she's supposed to be. And it's not until you complete the game do you actually get to play the game completely in the order, chronological time order. Hmm. So you get basically an opportunity to play two different games. One is the way the story initially told it, and the second is in the way in which you were supposed to play it. And it's beautiful storytelling at its finest. And the most recent is Detroit Two Humans, which I have not yet gotten an opportunity to play. But basically, it's the conversation around are clones people, are... Uh, these genetic beings considered to have the same value as a normal human. So it definitely talked about race. It talked about uh, what it means to be equal. And it also talked about what it means to be human. But Quantic Dream is known for their storytelling. 
and they're known for creating these beautiful games that ask quite a few questions. And so it was announced that Quantic Dreams is going to be working on a Star Wars game, and I have never been more hyped for something in my life. Yeah, uh, it like uh, of those franchises, I didn't get a chance to play Heavy Rain, or I didn't get a chance to actually play any of them. But I was incredibly fascinated with um, uh, the the robot one. The I'm mm-hmm. sorry, the clone one. Yeah, the Beyond um, Two Humans. Or not, Detroit Two Humans. <laughs> yeah, Detroit. Humans. Yeah, Detroit. Yes, um, the Detroit one. It's still on my wish list. It's just I have a hard time. Like it's it's still forty dollars, which makes no sense to me um, on PC. And so I'm like, I'm not paying forty dollars for that game. It's really old at this point in time. And so I've been trying to wait for a sale to to nab it because I'm trying to get it on the Epic Store. Or I don't think so. it might be on Steam as well. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those fascinating games, and it looked awesome when I first saw it. But I didn't have a PlayStation Four at the time, so I didn't buy it. Right. Um, and so it's just one of those those titles, and it, it just like I believe that that development studio releases gold because just looking at that one for me was awesome. It really is a studio that knows their lane and they know how to do it. If I see their name is attached to a project, I'm like, it's going to, I know it's going to be good. And so beforehand, they have been kind of like working on their own independent projects. And so they didn't have like the limitations of following a canon story. So Mm -hmm. to see them getting the Star Wars and having to tell a Star Wars tale I am very curious because Quantic Dreams knows how to pull at those emotional strings. Yeah, yeah. And so Star Wars can be a very emotional series. Have you ever seen Star Wars Rogue One, which I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, I think was one of the best Star Wars movies. It it, it can be an emotional movie. I think that it told a very good tale. I think there is a lot that can be told. Yeah. And and I'm super excited. And if this is, and Quantic Dreams is generally only Sony exclusive. So, yeah, Sony and PC, for sure. Sony and PC exclusive. So this is definitely going to be another reason for why I'm getting a PS5 digital edition, because I want to play this. Yeah, I'm not the sure. biggest Star Wars fan, but this is fine. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's, it should be a really cool game. Um, I'm holding out hope <laughs> that it comes uh, multiple on multiplats, because I can just snag it on xbox when it comes available <laughs> no it won't hit game pass no. i already know that because it's quantic but uh if it comes to xbox i'd be happy with that just devs get get your game on more uh platforms it's always better for you it's literally only better for you if it's on as many platforms as possible um, but let's move over into the movie and tv realm and let's talk about netflix we always talk about how companies are getting ready to make a major acquisition into the market. Uh, rumor has it that Microsoft is getting ready to make another acquisition. Sony does it quite often. Um, but And Netflix has been kind of getting into it more and more. Yeah. And Netflix has gotten themselves a pretty good get. Uh, yeah, they sure the fuck did. Did you like the Willy Wonka movies? I did. I actually really did. I was I, a fan. I think that Willy Wonka movies are like the perfect movies as children. Like they tell a fun tale. They're enjoyable. They're easy to watch. They don't make you think too, too hard. Yeah. 
And so apparently Netflix has bought the estate of the uh, the guy who wrote the entire Netflix series. Uh, I want to say his name is, let's say, uh, Roland Dow. So Netflix yeah. buys the Roland Dow estate to make movies, shows, games, and more. Mm-hmm. So that is massive because you notice that there was only ever just the original Willy Wonka tale. It was obviously Willy Wonka starring Gene Wilder, and then yeah. it was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory starring Johnny Depp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there was more books in the series. Correct. And the reason that you never saw any other movies is because the uh, Raul Dell hated the original movie so much, he refused to let anyone else ever make a sequel to one of his movies that is so funny yeah that is hysterical i thought and you know it's 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 messed up i thought the the original was was a great movie i wonder what he really didn't like about it i feel like the original was actually a flop huh maybe it was when it came out originally because i don't think i don't know if i was even born yet because if Um, you look if you actually look at the the books that he's written a good portion of them uh, are flops um, because there's Matilda. Do you remember Matilda? Oh yeah, I remember Matilda. No I one ever saw that. No one ever saw Matilda. Really? It's I saw weird. The shit out of that. I saw this out of it years later. Yeah, yeah I saw this out of it too, and I thought it was very good. Yeah. Um, but no, I was asking the question. I was like, "So, have you guys already seen? Have you guys seen Matilda?" And they're like, "What is Matilda?" Oh my god. And I'm like the one of the greatest ch- children's movies ever. Like, what are you talking about? They're like, I've never heard of that. Um, so it's including Matilda. It's including the uh, Big Friendly Giant, and obviously mm-hmm. it's including uh, the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Willy Wonka and the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory series. Yeah. So I think that this is a massive. I don't. I wouldn't say massive. I think this is a good get for Netflix because you're going to continue a story that needs to be told. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I just double checked. The original Willy Wonka movie came out in 1971. I didn't even know it was that old. Yep, sure is. Um, so it may it may not have done very well back then, but who knows? Um, but uh, no, this is this. I agree. This is this is. I think this is a fantastic get because. There's a lot of uh, parents um, that just turn on Netflix for their kids at home when the kids want to watch something, which is awesome. So you just flip on some Netflix, and I'm sure there's a ton of his estate, like what is whatever he's written, and probably more kids focused because Matilda, Willy Wonka. I mean, that's pretty kid focused. Um, so yeah, it, it, they're gonna have more material for the kids to watch. I mean, it's like a it's like a it's like a no brainer get for them, really. But my question is, is is it necessary? Does Netflix need to buy this? Because no one has ever said, there's nothing to watch on Netflix. They don't need to buy it, but it's always good to keep your library going because you, you, you want to stay at the top. You don't want to be, you don't want to fall down because you're, you're like, well, we haven't had a release in a few months. So like, all right, fuck, what are we going to do? <laughs> oh yeah. And if, and if they continue making more Charlie and the Chocolate Factory series and spinoffs, um, I know they're supposed to be making one that is going to be having um, uh, Timothy Charlemagne being Willy Wonka, and I, I guess I'll probably see. Eh, probably won't. I don't know. I'll watch it. Yeah, uh, that movie Dune uh, came out uh, on the twenty fourth, and I really want to see it, but I don't want to go to the theater. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So going to the theater sucks. 
It does suck. I, I come to that realization and I'm never going back to a movie pass ever again. <laughs> movie pass. That's hilarious. That's a good one. Whatchamacallit, I feel like I was the one person who helped bankrupt movie pass. I was going three times a day to see a movie. You're trash. Oh, I, would <laughs> I walk, love it though. I would literally walk out of the movie theater, walk out the exit, walk into this bright sun, and then walk my ass back in and get another one. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got shit to do today. It's Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. All so right. you want to bring us on our to our last topic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um the initiative, which is one of Microsoft's home bred, homegrown studios, um, they're making what was announced as Perfect Dark. Um, it's a cult classic. I think it was on was Perfect Dark on N64? Uh, no, I think Perfect Dark was on the original Xbox. It was on the original Xbox. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's it's old. This is what I'm getting at. Um, so they're they're making a new Perfect Dark. It's being um, they just announced by both um, uh, the Initiative and Crystal Dynamic, which is a studio owned by Square Enix, that they're going to be working together on a partnership to like create this game. Um, so. Those of you who don't know, this game's been in development for a bit of time. Let's say let's say two years. It's still pretty early on in development. That's not very long. And uh, triple. This is supposed to be like a triple A game. Yeah. Um. So it's it's so like I've been seeing on social media that there's outrage that uh, the initiative asked for help from another studio to help make a game. I'm like, well, that's pretty fucking normal. <laughs> so like for those of you that don't know. Bandai Namco basically makes um, uh, Smash Brothers. Like, yes, Nintendo is there to help, but it's it's mostly Bandai Namco. Most most actual like games are made by other development teams, and I'm I'm just not understanding the outrage here. It's just it's just like one of those weird things that has popped up this week, and I've just been seeing everyone on my timeline talking about it. And like, there's people that like me, like me, they're like, yeah, no, this is this is normal, like. Like if you look at like just about any game, you're gonna see like usually several references to different studios that are helping create the game. Right. It's, it's just a part of business in the the video game industry. Um, I, like when you told me the story, I was kind of surprised by that too because I thought it was like well known that multiple studios can work on one game. Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. Like they don't even have to be like in the same like studios like house. Like, yeah. <laughs> like is is it like. Like for example, if if say the Gears of War developers wanted to help the Halo developers, it doesn't even have to be that, as you can see. Yeah. Crystal Dynamic being a totally different developer that, in my opinion, doesn't have a very close relationship with Microsoft mm-hmm. is helping them. Um, so yeah, it's uh it's it's an interesting one. It's just it's just like people with their fake outrage. <laughs> yeah, people, like always ready to scream on Twitter. But do you yeah. think do you think that this is becoming like a thing because it's Microsoft? And they're like, oh, well, if they have to get to studios, it's going to be terrible. Okay. I do think it's the Microsoft thing. Why do people hate Microsoft so much? I don't get it. Like, because they're they're a homegrown, like, like we're from the States. An American company. Yeah, they're a homegrown American company. They're actually very good at making software. I mean, Windows computers, in my opinion, run very well. They, like, I I have to work on them, like, uh, well, I used to work on them constantly for, like, when I was uh, doing testing on them, but like, I don't, I now work on Apple computers, which 
I hate working on Apple computers for right. the type of work I do. I just don't like it. Right. But like, it's a very user-friendly system. And like they took their user-friendliness and took it to the Xbox. And the software, again, has been very good. Now, I will say they have been lacking on games, but they've been buying studios and they're working on it. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to change. They know what their weak points are and they're trying to change that. Mm-hmm. And to everyone to try to always bully them for every time they like do something that seems uh, unusual to you is not fair, in my opinion. Yeah. Leave Microsoft alone. They're trying to be good people. Leave Microsoft <laughs> alone. <laughs> and, they're, I, and, I, and I actually do love Microsoft for they have a very diverse um, uh, staff, like yeah. the upper CEOs. A lot of them are just like people of different nationalities, like yep. people of color. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. Um, I I like I like what they're doing, and I hope it continues. Yeah, and uh, on that note, we are actually out of topics, yo. This was a fun yeah. one. I love this one. Yeah, no, I actually really enjoyed what we got to talk about today. It was awesome. Yeah, we we didn't hit every story because obviously we were missing the Microsoft event. Um, now we're missing a couple other things, but yeah. I feel like these are the most important topics for the week. One hundred percent. And uh, let's go ahead and give a closeout. And I, as before, as always, and as forever, I will always be. I am one of your hosts, Darkness Tiger. And you can find me at the Xbox Live Gamer Tag, Darkness Tiger. You can also find me controlling the Twitter page at Uninformed Gamers. And if you like what we do on this podcast, be sure to like, subscribe, share it, tell a friend about it. Let it blow up like a wildfire out in California. Hmm, that was in bad taste. <laughs> yeah, too soon. <laughs> yeah. No, is it? But well, thank you so much for listening. Chris, go ahead and give us your send-offs. Yeah, I'm Chris or Chameleon. Um, you can find me on Twitter at twitch.tv. I'm sorry. Wow. At Twitter at Chameleon Games or on <laughs> Twitch at twitch.tv. Oh, I, <laughs> I haven't got any water or anything yet. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely uh, see you guys around. Um, Twitter's definitely the easiest way to get a hold of me right now. All right. As always, guys, thanks for listening. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Later.